Hey, Flomies, it's time for another edition of the ITF Flowcast. This week, we're going to talk with Jake Hansen. He is the founder of LearnToCleanWindows.com. And if you haven't heard of the website yet, you got to go check it out. It is a really wonderful website for business owners to help to train new techs on how to get up to speed as quickly as possible. It covers things from, you know, just very basic information about squeegees and about water-fed pole cleaning, those types of things, to some more technical uh, aspects of window cleaning. But basically, it's just to help you get your brand new techs up to speed as quickly as possible. So we're going to talk all about that website in the interview, but we're also going to get to know Jake a little better. We're going to talk about how he got into the industry, how he went from working for someone to starting his own business to eventually selling his business and all the things in between, you know, things about avoiding burnout, um, how to make the decision of when to, to uh, hire for the first time, the problems that come with that, how we can just help, ourselves to be as uh, uh, efficient as possible as business owners. So we're going to get into all that. It's a really great interview. I know you're going to enjoy it. So now let's listen in as we talk with Jake Hansen. All right, Flomies, well, we're now we're talking with Jake Hansen. How are you doing, Mr. Jake? I'm good. How are you doing, Gabe? I'm doing awesome, man. Thanks so much for taking time to join us. I'm really looking forward to talking with you. You have a website called learntocleanwindows.com, and uh, we'll get into more detail about that a little later. But I, first, I wanted just to kind of pick your brain a little bit, just see how did you get started in the window cleaning industry and, you know, kind of how did you get your, your roots going on here to get you to where you're at now? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, so I started back in, I think, 2009. Uh, I was kind of doing it for the summer, like in high school and stuff like that. And then I went on full time with a company. Um, and then I was like, oh, I, I kind of always wanted to own a business. I never knew what it was. And I really, I never even knew like window cleaning was a job because my dad was like a total DIYer. So I, I didn't even mm-hmm. know like service people will come to your house and like service anything. So it's such a, you're like, like dad thing. always did it for us. Right. <laughs> exactly. There was like, no, I'm like, who, who does that? You know, there's no market for that. Yeah. But this guy came up like at church and he was like, Hey, you want to clean windows? And I was like, I had no idea what that meant. And it, it you know what I mean? I'm just thinking I'm going to go be a janitor and I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll try it. So <laughs> you know, I went out with him and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And just kept learning every summer. And then I went like full-time with them, um, for about a year. And then I ended up starting my own company. So I kind of moved, um, you know, in different part of the County from him and started my own thing and started doing that for, um, I started that, I think in 2011. Okay. Um, and then I just sold the company, uh, last year. So, um, I just, yeah, I got to this point where like, I wanted to try something different. You know, I kind of got burnt out and it's a lot of work and like I hustled for a lot of years and I was like, I want to go do something different. You know, I've done this for 19 years and stuff. Um, but I love, I love the industry. Like I always saw it as like a kind of like a, a gold rush, you know, because it's like, there's glass everywhere and you can yes. go out and, and get this equipment. And if you have that, that grind and that hustle, you know, there's always work that you can go out and find and stuff. And that's kind of how I saw it. And I printed out, not all at once, but like over time, you know, 20,000 postcards and I got my, my equipment set up and I just went door to door and I was like handing out these postcards and stuff with coupons on them and, and got my first customer and then just kept growing from there and then got some commercial accounts and stuff. And, um, you know, just grew from there, you know, it was, it was a grind, but it, it paid off, you know? So did you, did you ever hire? Like, did you have yeah, I got up to, uh, I got up to six guys, um, kind of at my peak. And then I kind of was jumping up and down from there based off of like season and stuff. Mm-hmm. Obviously everyone knows in this industry, like it slows down yeah. a lot. And so I had, um, 
you know, a few core group of guys that I keep on like year round and stuff, no matter what. And then, and that the hard thing about that is you just never know how brutal the winter is going to be with weather and stuff. Luckily, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's like you're trying to keep your guys on and manage your cash flow and stuff. You don't have a lot coming in and stuff. Um, so I would kind of cycle down to like four guys in the winter and then jump back up in the summer, you know, give or yeah. take or whatever. So, but I kind of got, I got stuck at that level for quite a few years. Um, but yeah, and that's a whole, like, that's a whole nother, um, just ball game of dealing with employees and trying to hire and being the middleman between like your crews out on the field and your customer, you know, and scheduling and workers comp and all that. So I kind of saw this as like my education, you know, for eight years, I, I learned so much and like, I, I'm just very grateful for the industry and what it's, what it's done for me, you know? That's awesome. That's very cool. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too right now. Um, I, I, we were talking, me and you were talking just a little bit off uh, before the interview, you know, I'm at the point now I've had as much as eight techs at one time mm-hmm. down to, down to about six. And I, you know, we, we had such a slow summer because we get the monsoon rains in, in our area in Tucson and we just die, you know, yeah. I, I probably have more work than most people yeah. uh, because I, I do keep my, my um, advertising up and, and we do get the calls yeah. We get a lot of people who are like, oh, I, I, you know, I like your ad. I like the deal, but can we book it in October? <laughs> you know, yeah. and that doesn't help me. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. help me. I need work today, August. man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, keeping the guys working was definitely yeah. a challenge. So I, I'm really, I'm really thinking about just keeping a four man crew and just having one single one man crews now. Cause I have most of them, are, I do our two man and then I'd have like, you know, one or two single guys, like, like, like a commercial route, for instance, I just, would yeah. send one guy. I wouldn't send two guys on that. Um, or, you know, if I have a bunch of little houses in an area, I just send one guy on that. But I think I'm just going to start doing that. And then just, you know, if we have a really big house, we might yeah. send people or three people in a truck. But uh, I think I'm going to start getting to where, uh, even if it means turning away customers, uh, getting to where we can handle when, when we get slow, yeah. It's not such a, uh, where I'm trying to ha- have them mow my lawn just to give them hours. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. We've done a lot of painting and other projects. Yeah, of that, exactly. man. And it's like, yeah, my, I, I, my uh, solar panels have never been so clean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're just trying to keep the guys busy and doing stuff. Yeah. And, you know, well, and, I, just, and I got one young guy too, who's who came from, um, octopus car wash. I don't know if you guys have those up where you're at, but they're like the, you know, franchise car wash. And yeah. so he's great. He's an awesome detailer. So I'll just, yeah. say, you know what, just here's the trucks go to go to go at them, you know? Yeah. Um, yep. I had, a, I had some guys that were, came from Jiffy Lube. So they would do all the oils and lube. Oh, nice. and stuff like I that. Need, that's what I need to do. I need to go to Jiffy yeah. Lube and Jiffy Lube. Yeah. someone from there so yeah. they can work on my truck. That's, that's exactly. a great idea. Yeah. He had mechanic oh, experience. So he did that. And then he did um, some stuff on the pressure washer, changing oil and maintenance on them. And then I had a graphic designer guy. I had all sorts of cool guys and I tried to just like find their strengths and and see what I could do with them, you know? And then the other guys, I was like, Oh, here's a stack of postcards, you know, you go out and do these if you want. And then, or, you know, you can go home. So yeah, always trying to find something for them. You know, I think that's one of the hardest parts about the industry is just the ups and downs of it. And, yeah. you know, you get to your busy season and you like, you're telling customers over oh, you're, we're two weeks out. And it's like, there's like, Oh, you should just hire, you know? And it's like, well, mm-hmm. we weren't busy, you know, this last winter or whatever, yeah. you know? So it's a lot uh, simpler to other people until you're the, you're the one trying to make everything flow all year round, you know, with. Well, I, 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 you know, I'm just, I'm just more about the, just the, the efficiency of it. And just, I just noticed when it was single man crews, 
Um, we were right around $100 to $150 per man hour. And then with two-man crews, it was always between $75 to $100. Yeah. And i just like, man, it just kills yeah. me that we're eating away at that, you know, from profitability. And it's, it's it yeah. just, you know, to keep, we would keep the payroll down. Uh, we wouldn't cut it in half, but it would cut it, you know, probably about, uh, you know, 30 to 40%. And, and yeah. just be more efficient in, in how much profit we're making per job. You know, the other thing too that happened um, is we I would send these two two-man crews out uh-huh. and they were fine on the bigger jobs, but yeah. they get to these smaller jobs. Yeah. And we charge them three charge the customer three hundred dollars and they would be done in an hour. Yeah. And the customer starts doing I, the math I, and they're yeah. like, wait a second, I paid $300 yeah. for an hour for two guys to come in for an hour. Yeah. And they would start complaining, you know? Yeah. And in fact, I, I we got one bad Google review. It wasn't a bad one. It was a four star, but it yeah. wasn't a five star. And that was, he says, I would have given it five star. He says, but they're too expensive. They, they charged me $300 and they were there for an hour, you know? Yeah. And again, it's just the, 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 the conception. So now if I have a guy in there, and he's there for three hours. Yeah. Um. You know, but we charge him three fifty. That yeah. doesn't. That doesn't. It doesn't. No alarm bells go off on that. Right. And so we can we can start uh, chart keeping our, our prices at where they where they are, and not worry about someone complaining that we got it done too fast. You know. It's, yeah. Isn't that so it's funny? Silly. It's, it's, it's such silly. a weird thing that you just wouldn't really think of it until you're there and a customer is saying that and you're like, okay, how do I solve this problem? Well, maybe I need to spend more time there, you know, and figure well, out. That's, how to what, do that. that's why I started telling my guys, I said, you yeah. know what, if you guys are, if you got a $300 job and you're done in an hour, yeah, you, you need to first do a, a thorough yeah. walkthrough, walk yeah. around, make sure there's, because the worst is they're mad that you charge too much and then there's drips somewhere or there's a yeah. streak. That's even yeah. worse. So I said, do a thorough walkthrough and then offer to clean their mirrors for them or offer them to clear their, clean their shower for them or something else that you can add on that yeah. will make them feel like they're getting something extra for what they paid, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think ultimately the best thing is just to, on those, especially those smaller jobs, just send one guy that way yeah. they feel, they feel like they're getting their money's worth, you know? Absolutely. And that, and that probably saves on drive time too. You know, if you're not paying two guys, it's in a truck to go from point yeah. to point B, you know, if you have a lot of drive Absolutely. time, it's like that can really eat up. You know, we went through that a lot in the winter where it's like our margins were just horrible because it's like, well, you got to give your guys word. I can, even if the day is not efficient, you know, I I'd have like three guys in one truck running all over town, you know, and mm-hmm. sometimes like at the end of the day, it was a break even. And it's like, man, this is, this sucks, but at least like the guys got work and yeah. the customers, you know, but it's not, it's not a good feeling at all. No, you know? no. It's, it's no, yeah. And the other thing too is, is cause we, we do most of our estimates online. We use response a bit. So people okay. enter it in and they, you know, so, but, but there's 20% or so that we do got to go on site. So a lot of times we'll fit them in on a route, you know, with guys are, but that's the thing, you know, if it's a big house mm-hmm. and they're there for half an hour if it took them 50 minutes to get there and then 50 yeah. minutes to go somewhere, we just paid, you know, $50 to, right. to go do this estimate. And yeah. um, yeah. that's terrible. You know, if you got two guys yeah. in a truck, so that will help with that for sure. And keeping those costs down on, on if we do have to do an in-house system. And, and usually I go to do them, you know, I'll go, I'll drive over, but sometimes we got to have the crews do it if it just makes, makes sense, you know? So, yeah, you know, it's just yeah. those business things, man, just you, you learn it, you live and learn, you know, you go and, and experience and make the mistakes and then the smart guys I, learn from yeah. it. 
the other guys. Yeah, absolutely. That's how you learn, right? I made so many mistakes, man. I lost so much money, but I just had a, a few more wins and losses and I did all right, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. You said, you said you started in uh, 2011, you said? Your, uh, your yeah. business? Yeah, I started my business in 2011. So what was the scene like then with like, as far as uh, uh, social media or groups or anything like that? Were you part of the IWCA? Did you do anything where you had to, you got to network? Yeah. You know, it's funny as you said, I was just thinking about that like earlier today and stuff, because like, I really like, I did like the postcard. I did a lot of uh, direct mail advertising and like value packs and stuff that did really well. Um, and I didn't like, I just don't recall like is as much stuff online as being like as pre like prevalent as it is today and stuff. And so I really didn't discover like all these groups um, that are really active with like guys you could connect with all over the country and stuff until I actually sold my company. So like just in the last year, I've been like listening to podcasts and going on YouTube. Like I just, I worked and I, I had my head down cleaning windows and I went home, you know, and it was like, if I, I didn't really do any social media advertising and stuff like that. So there really wasn't a ton of like resources that I knew about that were out there when I was actually running my company. And now I'm like, now that I've had like a, the ability to, to take a step back and kind of look at things, I'm like, Oh man, like there's so much good stuff and good people out there that are just like, you know, just putting YouTube videos out. It's like, you can learn so much from that, you know? And I wish I would have kind of realized that earlier, but back in 2011, like it, like there, it just wasn't as much good stuff out there. You know, there wasn't as many people doing stuff and, you know, so it's, it's changed a lot. I mean, obviously there's a lot of junk online too. That's just not good either, but, um, yeah. I mean, I did a little bit of Facebook advertising, you know, and I, I didn't get a great return from it. And maybe like I, I wasn't doing it right, you know? And so I ended up hiring companies and a lot of companies were like all about direct mail. And so I just kind of went that route and I always got a really good return from it. Mm -hmm. And so that was like, like I said, that was my focus. I wasn't online a lot. I mean, I used my CRM and I served my customers and went home to be a dad and, and stuff, you know, but uh, yeah, I'm enjoying this. Like I'm in a bunch of these groups now and like listening to podcasts and I, I found yours the other day. So I'm like, Oh, this is great, man. There's a lot of like passionate people out there that like, and it's cool to have like a connection, you know, cause it's like, I like, you know, being a business owner is kind of lonely because you're dealing with it. all the stuff that you're talking about. It's like, I dealt with that for eight years and I didn't like my wife will listen to me, but at a certain point she's like, shut up. That's not my fault. You know, <laughs> exactly. like, she only wants to hear it so exactly. many times. It's like, when you have people like you that like get what you're going through and then you have different ideas and you're like, Oh, I tried this and I tried that. Like it, it's a neat concept, you know, and I, I wish I would have had that, you know, and I stay in touch with the guy that bought my company and that's been oh, nice. really fun, you know, and working with him and like kind of doing it from an outsider perspective, but not yes. having the stress of like the day to day with the business, you know? Yes. Um, so yeah, that's been kind of, kind of a cool thing, but yeah. yeah, this is all new to me. So well, I, I, I kind of have a theory. I think it's about 10, I think it's 10 years. The company older than 10 years had to learn so much on their own because they did not benefit from the yeah. social media, from the Facebook groups, from yeah. the, the networking. Because even with the IWCA, you know, I mean, I, I've been, win I've been cleaning windows since 2000. Uh -huh. And I didn't hear about the IWCA until right. maybe 2015, you know? Yeah. Isn't I just, I just didn't. Yeah. 
I didn't just, know what OSHA, I didn't even know what OSHA, OSHA was when I started. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, or that it all of a sudden I'm like, wait, okay, there's a whole, I'm like, why isn't there more like safety stuff? Like, where can I get safety information? And that's when I started paying for the workers' comp and all that stuff. Cause I'm like, then it matters, right? You're like, okay, like someone, I don't want someone getting hurt. I'm paying this expensive insurance. Like, and then you start learning all this stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a whole like government department, like this directed right at safety. And so then I started really getting into safety. Uh, and stuff like that. So it's just funny. Like you don't know until you know. And it's like the guys that I worked for, like they didn't teach me that. I was like, oh, here's your tools. Like go out and clean a window 200 times in a row. And when it looks decent, you can move on to the next one, you know? And that's kind of how I learned. But um, like I really like running the business and stuff. Like you start looking at things differently. And I mean, obviously I could have done more research, but I just didn't hear about this stuff. And like with the internet and these groups, like you can connect with people that are doing the same thing as you going through the same things and they can provide solutions to things like, you know, like these uh, organizations and stuff. That's really neat. So. Right. Yeah. And, and I, th- I think like what you mentioned earlier about being able to talk shop with people who understand I, I, that means so much. Cause like you said, I, I feel like if, I, if, when I talk to people at the IWCA or, you know, I'm messaging on Facebook or whatever, it's yeah. actually enjoyable to talk shop. Yeah, um, I don't I don't enjoy talking shop when I'm on the job, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, because it's work. Right, it's work. Um, it's different. And then like, yeah, and you can really relate to, you know, and your employees will see things differently, too. And your customers, you know, then like then actually what you're going through. You know? Absolutely. When you're talking to other business owners yeah, and then they can commiserate. You know, I think there's something to be said about talking to someone who understands what you're going through, but also feels bad for you. You know, they have, they feel like a, a sympathy yeah. for you. Yeah. You know? yeah. You uh, gotta, yeah. Yeah. Or, or I should say empathy. It's probably a better word empathy for you because they're feeling what you're feeling, you know? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's really important. So I guess that leads to the next question then. So you're, you have your business and then you decided to get out of it. You sold your business and start yeah. something new. So first, what kind of led you to the decision? It sounds like you had a successful window cleaning business and you decided, hey, I got to sell this and do something else. What, what, what was your thought process and, or circumstances that led to that? Yeah, I mean, I got to this point where I got kind of stuck at this like six man level, like three trucks. And I was kind of just on the trucks, out of the trucks. And I felt stuck for a long time. But it was like I was doing the best I'd ever done. You know, we're busy as ever. Like it was it was a good place to be. It took so long to get there. Um, but I, I felt like really burnt out. And then I was doing this like the I closed on this, like the biggest job I ever got. It was a huge uh, pressure washing job. And I went out there on a Saturday to work on it, to try to get it done. And I slipped and I broke my ribs, you know, Mm -hmm. and I almost hit my spine. And it was like, it sucked like everything out of me. You know, I thought I was going to die. Like it it was really scary. And luckily my, my air came back and I was like, okay, this is, that was scary. You know, and I, I got everything down um, went to the hospital and then they're like, yeah, you broke your ribs, you know? So I'm like, man, so I got some painkillers and it was like, well, I have to get this job done. Like in the job was so big. I, me and another employee were trying to handle this one. And then I was like letting my other crew, like handle the whole business. I was like, you guys got to run the business. And that was busy too. And then we're going to like bust this out, you know, cause I didn't want to put all resources on it. Cause then like, we're going to let go our little, you know, our smaller clients or whatever. So I didn't really have anyone to get this job done. And this company was big. They wanted to get it done and they were putting pressure on me. And so I was like out there, you know, on painkillers, broken ribs. Like I broke them on Saturday. I was out there Monday working and I was just like so frustrated, you know? And I'm like, this is just like that 
that part of like being self-employed that people just don't talk about, like people online want to post like how much money they're making and this and that, but it's like, there's a lot of burnout, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of consumption in it um, that people don't talk about. Like, it's like you're home with your kids and you're thinking about like, you know, there's guys that called me Saturday or Sunday night with a full week of work and they quit. And it's like, you know, and those things just consume you. And it's like, yeah. it, it's a lot of stress that like a lot of people don't really like want to talk about and they want to talk about their wins and stuff like that, you know? So I went through that and I was like, okay, I think I, I think I'm just at a point in my life where like, I want to, um, try something new. Like I, I need to be able to take work off and I break my ribs or like whatever, you know? And so I, um, my daughter was born later that year, my third daughter or my third child. Um, and she was, I think she was born on a Sunday and I was like, I had to go back to work a couple of days later because we just had all this work. And I was like, I I was in this like place of business where like, I don't have to try very hard to get work, which was like, that's everyone's, you know, that's where everyone wants to be. Right. Like you start off hustling, but it's like, your problems don't go away. They just change, you know, cause now you have to get the, the work that you worked so hard to get for, for years. Like you actually have to like do it now, you know? And so, and you made a promise to do it. Right. Exactly. And and that's your reputation, you know, and you build your reputation over all this time. You want to keep it, you want to maintain it. And it's like, it takes one person to go on Yelp or Google and like taint your thing. So you really feel this responsibility of like bending over backwards for people a lot, you know? And so I got like no time off for my daughter. And it was just like, I just got to this point where I was like, I need to like my priorities kind of change. Like I wasn't really in this like young, like hustling mindset anymore where I just wanted like a steady, you know, income. And like, I want to go home and be a dad, you know? And so, um, I love, like I said, I love the industry. I love like entrepreneurship and everything, you know, but I want, I wanted to do something different, like bottom line. So I reached out to a guy, um, to sell the company. It was like a large painting contractor and that was going good. And then that fell through like last minute. So I, mm-hmm. I got that and I, I found another job that like a new career that I, I kind of wanted to go into. So I got a job and then I was working with this guy to take over things and the crew and everything. Well, he backed out last minute because of COVID, you know, it was right. Like right oh, when COVID hit, this was like, uh, Oh, Jimmy Crickets. I think. Yeah. So this was like April 1st of 2019 is when I was taking this new job and I had this guy lined up, you know what I mean? So he was like, dude, I don't know what's going to happen. And that was like the first couple of cases and we're like in March. So like in April, I'm taking a new job and I'm like, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? You know? And so I kind of talked to my crew and sat them down and stuff. And I was like, here's where I'm at. And I, I was selling, I started selling some equipment and I met this, this guy that wanted to buy some stuff. And then I was like, he's like, oh, I want your company. And I was like, all right, well, you know, make me an offer, you know? And, and he made me an offer and I was like, yeah, that works out great. And he's a great guy and he's killing it. He's doing great. You know, um, it did get downsized a little bit because a lot of my crew left out, like moved on. Um, and so he's like building it back up with a new crew and stuff like that. But I've been able to like help him and mentor him and stuff. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was, it was kind of just like a win-win for everyone, you know, so it wasn't as smooth as like I had anticipated, mm-hmm. but, um, it, well, COVID, it, COVID it, tend to take a lot of smoothness out of everybody's it, sales. <laughs> it really did. You know what I mean? It really did. And I yeah. think it was like the unknown of everyone. And that's why this yes. guy backed out. You know what I mean? And yes. it's like, I, I couldn't blame him. It was really frustrating because then I would just left with like, what do I do? You know, I'm just, do I not take this job or like what, you know what I mean? Cause I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't want to just, you know, shut the business down and do it that way. You know, it wasn't, it was like, I spent so many years building this, like this has value to, to the right person, you know? So um 
so yeah, that's kind of why I got out of it, you know, like I, I, um, and I'll talk about like what I'm doing now, like at a later question or whatever, but, um, yeah, I like, there's things I miss about it, you know, for sure. I definitely like, uh, it was part of my life for so many years. I'm like, I, I, I love it, but I'm happy, you know, with where I'm at and stuff. And I get to kind of clock out and, and be a dad and get vacation time and all that stuff is just like really, really nice to be able to be there for my kids, you know? So, and I, I think now like, you know, California is a really like, there's a lot of regulation. The state is very, very hard to deal with, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, I think I, I wouldn't mind going back into the industry with like, you know, taking a step back and thinking about things a lot more, um, but probably in a different state, you know, and that's something that my wife and I've talked about over the years. I don't know if that's going to happen, but, um, yeah, not, not ruling out any possibilities, you know, at all. So. Awesome. Well, I, I totally feel you on the, on the overworking thing. I, I think that is out of everything. That's the trap that new business owners fall into because it, you know, hiring is scary. Yeah. And if you're in a state where you have to pay workers comp, that's a huge investment. I mean, that's a right. huge jump yeah. in what you're going to have to pay for, for payroll, you know, if yeah. you're including, if you're lumping the cost of workers comp in there. And if you've got just one guy, and you, you know, you're just starting yep. out, you've got to pay the state wage, which you know is going to be, you know, thousands yeah. of dollars. So to make the jump, it really has to be worth it, you know, to you right. to, to do that. On the other hand, um, it does give you a degree of freedom that you can't get as long right. as you have control of the business, you know, and that's yep. the, that, I think that's the thing is, is it's easy to fall into that trap of letting the business run you. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and when you get the, 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 the biggest thing that I had to fight when I was at that point of trying to decide whether to stay put or to grow was the, the Sunday work. Yeah. And when you have the overflow and that customer calls that you love so much and they need you at this certain time and you don't have any more spots in the schedule and you're like, all right, I'll, I'll fit you in on Sunday because you're such a good customer and they get all happy, but now you're working on Sundays and now you're seven days a week and, yeah. you know, it's, I, I got to that point and I, I thankfully backed off of it. And I was, I had to kind of put those boundaries of, nope, Saturday and Sunday, I'm not working on those days. Like, yeah. There may be some times where it comes up, but it's, it's going to be few and far between. I'm not going to make it a regular thing in my, in my schedule, you know? And, I, but I see a lot of guys who don't learn that lesson and they are yeah. working six and seven days. And like you said, I don't, th- I just don't think they believe that they'll ever burn out. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. And I, I thought the same thing because I started when I was young and you think you're invincible when you're young, you know? And like I was saying earlier, I just saw it like this gold mine of like, I can, I can clean every window in this County and like, I can do every one. And like my idea of building a business, like at that time would just be like so overly nice to people and bend over backwards, no matter mm-hmm. what. And it's like, when you do that for so many years, like you, like people take advantage of you, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden you have to like put the brakes on and start dealing with people in a more, um, like, uh, I don't know the systematic way where you're just like, Hey, here's our terms conditions. Here's how, like, how we're going to do your job. And like, we're going to come in with our crew and we're going to do it. This is how much it's going to be like, take it or leave it. And I got, I got a lot better at that by the end, you know, but it's very hard to like reverse that. Cause in the beginning you do need work and you need to, like develop the relationship with customers, you know, Absolutely. but then later and the guy that took over my company, it was like, 
I could see from the beginning, he was like me, where it's like, he want to do everything and like, do it. And I'm like, you need to set boundaries with people. You know what I mean? It's like, you, you need to protect your time because eventually you're going to run out of time and people are going to be like, can you come out on, on the weekend? Can you do this? I have a party on Monday and they're going to be a good customer. And you have to learn to put those boundaries on people, you know? And if, if they like you, you know, and I'm sure they do, then it's like, they're going to, there's, they'll schedule out, you know? And then you can be like, look, I have employees on staff. Like we have to keep a steady workflow. I can't just have someone at your house overnight. Cause they're sitting around waiting for your call. You know, it just, it doesn't work like that. I mean, sometimes it works. Like sometimes it's great. You can fill a job in at the end of the day, but it doesn't, you know? And I think what I really learned is the people that, the people that like, that respected that and understood that were like the best clients. You know what I mean? They were like willing to pay top dollar and they're willing to take, I mean, they're tipping the guys buying them lunch and all this stuff. And it's like, those are the people that you want and it takes time to get them, but like they appreciate your business and the way that it runs when it runs properly. You know what I mean? And it's the Mm -hmm. people that are going to take advantage of you are the ones that they're not going to tip and they're going to always call you last minute, no matter what. And And they're going to complain about everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's so frustrating, you know, but, um, yeah, so that was like, that was my biggest lesson probably by the end of my career is just like, and I got good with like the, the no weekend thing, but I think it was just the constant, like, because my, my problems changed into like managing employees, you know, and it was like, you're trying, it, it's just very, it's, it's difficult, you know, I mean, it was really hard to hire and it got to this point. And like, I know a lot of employers are feeling this right now, Yes, but I felt like I felt it, you know, two or three years ago, where it's like, I was like begging people to work for me. You know what I mean? Like I would put ads, I, I cut off all our advertising. I started marketing, like, Hey, we're hiring, you know, and I was paying more than a lot of other people. And it's still, um, it was so difficult to just get a resume and then you get one and it's like, Oh, that's like the best I can get, you know? And it's like, it's not like I was like, I was low balling wages or anything. You know what I mean? Doing, I was doing signing bonuses and all kinds of stuff. And, um, yeah, it, it's hard. And now I see people all, you know, on the news and stuff, all these employers, like not just our industry, but every industry is really struggling right now. And it's like, I, I can empathize with that. You know, it's difficult to get, you know, employees that want to show up and, and be in a place where they feel like they need their job as much as you need them. Because it's like when they can go on unemployment or do like all, they have other opportunities constantly in front of them. That's like, you know, kind of care in front of the nose. It's like, how do you maintain them? Like as an employer, you're paying all the overhead that they don't see, you know, like the workers comp employer taxes, the liability insurance, all those kinds of things. And then yeah, vehicle insurance, their uniforms, all their equipment, like you're paying for those things and they don't really see it like that. They just think, Oh, this is how much the boss makes. And this is how much I make. What the heck I should be making more money, yes. you know? And, and it's, it's frustrating because you get to this um, kind of place where it's like, you, you wish they understood that, you know, cause then they could understand like margins and, and how businesses operate. You know, it's not just, like in, in, in government regulation, kind of what that does to businesses and stuff and how difficult it makes it for, you know, people to make a living wage when you have to pay all this overhead costs, you know, it's like our, our workers comp was like 27%, you know, and then it's like, you add in all the other stuff, like our, our payroll costs, like per hour was about 50%. So like if someone, let's say they made $10 an hour, we're paying 15 bucks an hour to have that guy on the field, you know, and that just goes up as people made more money. And so like, that's a lot of money, you know, that's going out away to other things that they'll never probably see, you know what I mean? And and I think that's, that's also, well, I I don't want to say everyone should do it. I personally do this. I I educate my techs on our overhead. Yeah. I I want them to understand 
that, you know, just because we get a check that comes in from a job and it's, you know, they made the business a thousand dollars for that day. Yeah. How much of that thousand dollars actually gets to the business after taking it out? Right. You know, and I, I don't, yeah. you know, obviously I don't sit them down and I don't show them facts and figures, but yeah, I do say, Hey, I had to pay workers comp. This is how much I paid workers comp right. everybody, you know, Hey, I just replaced this ladder. Guess how much this ladder cost everybody, yeah. you know, Hey, you like that new squeegee I bought you? This is how much the bill was on, on my equipment. You know, Hey, yeah. I just ordered new rubbers and I, yeah. I do. And I tell them the prices because I want them to understand. I want them to visualize themselves starting their own business and how much right. they would have Absolutely. to pay to run their business. Because that, that's the number one thing of why we lose good employees. You know, it's easy to start a business, a window cleaning business. And as they work for you, they're gaining the skills yeah. Yeah. technically that yeah. they, they can start their own business. So I want them to understand that running the business is a whole different yeah. thing than, than starting the business. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm, I'm very open with the expenses that we, that we incur. And I tell them everyone I can, because I, I want them to understand that this is not just, oh, $1,000 just went into Gabe's account, bank account, and now he can go on a vacation or whatever, yeah. you know, that, and so, you know, but again, that's just, that's just my view. I don't think everybody needs to do that. But for me, I, I want my, I want my techs to understand that I have a job that is yeah. totally different from theirs. Absolutely. And even though I may work with them on a house shoulder to shoulder, I'm mm-hmm. not a tech. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I have other things to, I'm, I'm yeah. helping, but I'm not a tech. Yeah. I, I, I don't, known. I, I don't just get a paycheck and you know, yeah. there's, there's a whole other work, uh, a whole other range of work that I do that I will never see a dollar for just because I'm working on the business and I'm keeping, I'm keeping yeah. the, uh, the business going and functioning and, 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 and healthy and profitable. And that takes work that they don't, they don't ever see, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And something you mentioned earlier is like those, those retained earnings that you, you are making, like that money goes back into the winter time where you're trying to keep guys on, right? Like cleaning your solar panels and cleaning the trucks and, and doing all those things, you know? And it's like, I tried to focus a lot on that is like taking care of my guys really good in the winter. And the worst part about that is they could leave right when you get busy again, you know? And I had that happen a couple of times. You just don't have a ton of control. Like I would kind of ask guys like respectfully, like, Hey, if you're going to leave, leave, but you know, um, otherwise, well, I didn't say it like that, but I said, look, Hey, we're going to, you know, keep you guys going through the winter and stuff. And, and, um, yeah. And, and we got, you know, a good chunk of rain. It was like, I could, I could spend all my profits from the summer going into that winter, you know, but I, I kind of ended up going, um, I was never a huge fan of, uh, commercial accounts. Like, cause I always saw commercial as like little storefronts and stuff like that. And it's like, I would go bid those for, you know, 30 bucks and someone comes yeah. and does it for 10. And it's like, Oh, forget this, dude. I'm not even gonna, you know, when I started, I was like, Oh, I'm going to get a whole shopping mall. Like, this will be great. But what I did get into is, um, like some car dealerships. And then we, mm-hmm the wine industry grew like, like crazy here. And so we really got really big in the wine industry and like all these tasting and stuff had really crazy, like architecture. And so those jobs were, you know, anywhere from 300 to like thousands every month. And so we got really into that stuff. And so that was like cash flow in the winter, you know, and I kind of, I started figuring out like my fixed expenses and looking at like my, um, my commercial accounts, like, like regular income, you know, outside of like residential jobs. And I kind of built that up to cover all my fixed expenses including like a salary for myself. So that way, like our crew stay busy with that all winter um, doing that. And then we kind of 
split up in the, in the summer when we're busier and some guys would be doing that stuff and other guys would be out on residential jobs, you know, and that helped a lot, but yeah, it's expensive. It, it, it is, you know, a lot of overhead that you just wouldn't think. And I, and I think when you start too, like, you know, you think that, um, like I, I thought like, okay, when I hit $10,000 a month, like I'm going to, that's like when I made it, you know what I mean? And then I, yeah, did, yeah. I hit $10,000 a month and I was like, Oh my gosh, look at all my expenses, man. Like, this isn't like, this, this isn't it, you know? And, it's like, <laughs> and that was a good, like, that was a good learning experience to realize like the overhead. Cause when you're, when you're pushing that, you know, and you're trying to grow and stuff like that, it costs money. And you said like, I remember my first like real employee and getting the workers comp all set up and that was just, it was so much work. And then going through the audit at the end of the year and they're like, you owe us more money. And blah. it was like, Oh dude, this is, this is horrible. But then after you get a few guys on it and you kind of start looking at how the numbers work and stuff and understanding the process, it's not bad, but making that jump from like none to like one, it's, it's almost not worth it. Like, I mean, I know that's why a lot of guys jump up to one and then they go, forget this and yep. they go back down. Cause that's what I did. Yeah. I hired, yeah, I hired and then retreated. Yeah, <laughs> I got I scared off once ever I saw all the numbers come in, you know, yeah. and then I, but you know, like you said there, I, I call it the, there, there's a busting through phase. Yeah. So if you want to grow and you want to, you want to expand your business, you have to be willing and save money aside to bust through the understanding that yeah. the, the earning less than what you're used to mm-hmm. is an investment in the growth of that business. Absolutely. And after, and after you hire that employee, then it grows your profits grow exponentially. And then you hire the next one, another exponential jump. So it's not, it's, you know, sometimes you view it as a linear and it's not, it's exponential. It goes up. So that's why it's worth it, but you have to have the work to justify that. Yeah. If if you're just barely getting to where you need a helper, that's not the time to hire. (laughs) That's the time either to, to have a a sub come and assist you every once in a while. Um, or you just muscle it until you get enough work where you yeah. can justify bringing that person on, you know, for sure. Yeah. No, that's and a hard. And sometimes it's picking up a big account. You know, if you, yeah. you might get a big account and that justifies it. That's yeah. now, <clears throat> that's now the reason to, to hire, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's a, it's, it's, uh, I think the hardest jump in the, in the business is to go to that. Cause you really have to be willing to share your money and it's not just with the employee, but it's with everything else that goes along with that, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, it's just like, everything jumps up from there, you know, and once you're kind of in the system, like I realize that it's like, we, you know, there's anyone can go down to home Depot and buy cheap stuff and say that they're a window cleaner and stuff. And you're competing with those guys because when you go to someone's house and it's like, well, this guy, you know, has a nice business card. You have a nice business card. And like, what's the, what's the difference on this? You know what I mean? He's a nice guy. You're a nice guy. And it's like, there's a lot of paper money that people aren't, that that are paying for to have you out. And they don't realize that, you know what I mean? They don't understand how it protects them and guys will, Oh yeah, we're, we're licensed and insured. And it's like, that's a very like broad statement when you look at like, <laughs> what that means. You know what I mean? Cause like if I have liability insurance, that protects me like as a business owner, but doesn't necessarily protect the, the consumer. Right. Like if they sue that they sue the business, then like, yeah, that protects me. Right. But like, I mean, obviously if you totally screw up and like burn their house down, like that, that would protect the consumer, but overall liabilities for the, the business consumer, you know, or the business is liability and you have workers comp, which protects the, can the consumer against someone getting hurt on their property, which is a huge liability, you know, mm-hmm. if someone falls off a roof then, and they're, and they're not covered like that could be on them. And I know every state's different, you know, that's how it is in California and stuff. And so you get all these guys running around with like the cheapest, like liability insurance policy 
claiming this, you know, and mm. one thing that I did, like I got my, uh, my D 63, uh, California contractors license. And so that's for like post-construction work and stuff. Oh, so interesting. when I went out and I did bids, so I only needed that license for construction cleanup jobs over 500 bucks, but that really like opened doors for some really sure, neat, sure. like accounts and government jobs and stuff. But what I would go is I go to the the consumer and I'd be like, okay, well, we'll be anyone's price by 10%. And I, I really raised my prices when I did this. I said, we'll be the lowest guy 10%. But I was like, he needs to have his contractor's license. He needs to have his county license, his city license, his workers comp, his liability insurance and contractor's bond. And like when I laid that out in front of them and I showed it in the estimate, I forced them to look at this and compare apples to apples. Yeah. I was like charging twice what other people were charging, closing almost every deal. Cause now people understood like oh, this is how this stuff actually protects me and pertains to me. And I'm going to go to this other guy and say, Hey, do you have this? And I would tell people like, I don't know anyone in the area that has this, by the way, like if you want to do the legwork and find them, I'll beat the price by 10%. But the bottom line is if someone has that, you know, they're going to be more expensive because they can't afford to run the company yep. to be legit like that and, and actually charge, you know, these low prices and stuff. But that took a lot of years to kind of break into that, you know, and, and being that confident, you know, in, in, in your pricing and like how much you're charging people and stuff. Cause especially when you have employees, you know, you want to keep that work coming in for them and stuff. And so you, I, you know, I would do more negotiating in my early days. And then it kind of got to this point where it was like, yeah, sorry. Like I, I know my numbers and I, yes. I have enough experience. Like I, I know what this job is going to take, you know, and I, I'm not like a, a, a charity, you know, like you got to go out and make money. I got to keep my staff on, keep them trained and, and you know, all that. So, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I, I love that as a brilliant strategy of saying I, I'll beat them by 10%, but, but they have to show. Yeah this, this, and this. And then that makes you just stand out above everybody. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I was going to the city, like I was going to local city work and I would go into like huge, like prevailing wage, like contracts and stuff. And like, I worked for a contractor that did, um, so it was like prevailing wage, but it was post-construction and that was like on schools and stuff. So he did like uh, local community colleges, he built them. And I had just like a relationship with him. And I told him, cause he's like, every time like the city and the, um, and this guy and like a bunch of other contractors, they go, oh, we got to get three bids. Every time we got to get three bids. I was like, all right, I'll tell you, I'll be the, I'll be the lowest bid every time. I promise you that, but this is what he needs to have. You know what I mean? And it would like kind of get him off, you know, off guard. But then it was like, I'd win almost every time because it, it would make him compare, like force people to look at this stuff that they're not going to look at normally because everyone wants a lower price, right? Like everyone, they want the best service at the best price, you know? And, and that was like, that was huge, you know, for helping me close some deals and stuff. And we had a cool like estimate system that like helped us like kind of lay it all out for people so they could read through it and look at this stuff, you know, and then some people don't care. They just, whatever, yeah, give me the price and let's do it, you know? So everyone, everyone's different, you know, but that helped with a lot of, uh, a lot of big jobs that I just knew I could bid and get. So. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Well, why don't we talk about your website? So you, you started this uh, new company, um, and it is learn to clean windows.com. And why don't you tell us, first of all, tell us how you, why, where this idea came from, why you just, you have, you, well, you've talked a little bit about your desire of, to get out of the business, but yeah. um, what this does, what this business does for you and how it's been working out. Yeah. So I basically like, I was done with that, you know, and I kind of always have that, like, I still have my entrepreneur bug. Like I love the business and I learned a lot. I was like, I was thinking like, okay, if I do something else, like I, I have better knowledge, you know, I'm going to do it this way or that way or whatever. And my new job kind of gives me like a lot of free time so I can do um, stuff like at work or whatever. And so I was like, you know, what? I'm going to like, 
I, ha- I had a lot of this stuff like written out and designed for like my company and stuff like that. But I want to, um, I'm like, I wonder if I could lay this out like on a website. So I kind of had this, like these, these training systems, like developing as I have my company and stuff. Um, but then the idea for me came like, oh, this is like really useful. And like, I bet other people could use this too, you know? And so I started going on to these like Facebook groups and stuff. And that's when I started, like I said, getting kind of more into the like online social media and, and networking with people. And a lot of people are like, oh, how do you hire, you know? And like a huge part of, of this business for me was, like it, it slows down in the winter and then it blows up, you know, in the, in the summer. And it's like, you have to deal with these huge dips and then you have to go higher and train guys really quickly. And like, I would assume that like most people listening to this are like probably business owners or they're um, you know, the business owner is the guy that's going to go out or girl and go out and do the research. And like, you'll stay up late and you'll do that. You know, you just never really turn off. And, and so how do you take like 10 years of research and like all this practice out on the field and give it to a new employee in like a, a week or two to get them out on the field and have them like with the same knowledge that you have like out there, you know? And so that's kind of where the idea developed is like, well, maybe this is like something I could create and other people could use it. So that way they could, um, they could get their guys out on the field, you know, quickly. And so I like, I kind of built the website like two or three times and deleted the entire thing. Cause I was like, no, oh, this man. it doesn't feel right. Like it took me three years, you know, to get to the point where like I launched it and, and just because I wanted the layout to be right, you know, whereas like every, like every piece of information that you need for your crew has like to be in a specific place, you know, to where like you can access it when you want it, because like, there's a lot of things out there. Like I could send a guy, you know, back East to go train on like lifts or like whatever to do different stuff. But like, what if I hire him today and I need him trained by next week? Like I can't afford to have him or like, what if he's been with me for six months and like now I need him trained. Right. I want a safety meeting to go on a lift. Like we have a lift work tomorrow. So like maybe we're not doing that every day, but like I need that in front of me to like go over with my crew, get them safe, go over the lift safety. Do you guys have any questions? Okay. Let's go out there, you know? And so I basically wanted to put as much organized information as I could in front of like employers and employees. So that way, they can use these resources to quickly train their guys up and and get them out on the field. And one thing like I really took to heart when I built this is like, I didn't want to, I really didn't want to create it where it was like controversial, like, Oh, like water fed pool is the best. (laughs) And those arguments, you know what I mean? Like this soap's the best. Yeah, You need to use this machine. And like, I didn't want to grab a squeegee. Yes, exactly. I, I really kept it as neutral because I wanted a guy in like California to be able to use it, but also a guy in New York or, you know, Florida. And surprisingly, I've actually, I've had a lot of interest from the UK and Australia. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. And I think, cause maybe they're slower right now. They might be in their winter. So like, there's a lot of guys in, in those areas that are looking at it and they, and they love it and some have bought it and stuff. Um, so yeah, basically I, what my focus was like safety, efficiency, and quality work, like no property damage, you know? So everything that I looked through, like that you would do as a window cleaner, I really looked at like, okay, what's the safe to, safest way to do this most efficient? And like, how do you avoid, you know, property damage or like you want it to look good? And so everything I did, like basically broke it down to that. And so there's definitely things like missing in there. Like it's going to, it'll talk about, you know, a bucket and, and stuff, but it doesn't teach you how to like make a bucket. Like it doesn't talk about, like, right, right. Of, you know what I mean? I, I, I intentionally left that stuff out. So like you as a business owner can put a guy through this, he's going to have this like general knowledge of like types of windows and screens and all this different types of stuff. 
but then you get to go take them out on the field and be like, okay, this is how we make a bucket. And this is how your belt setup is going to look. Here's the type of tools that are going to be on your belt. You know, and they get that, the steel wool in their hand or like a polishing pad and they know don't use that on tint or whatever, you know? And another thing I dealt with a lot was like, and, and I'll never know, you know, but it was like, I would train a guy and then go out on the field and he would mess something up. And it was like, Oh, you know, you, you were taught that, Oh no, you didn't teach me that. And it's like, Oh, well, did I not? Or maybe I thought I did, you know, maybe I didn't, I don't know. And so I got a lot of, like he said, she said, so I'm like, okay, my, my training systems are just disorganized and I need to have like something where they can sit down, learn about it, ask questions, take a test to make sure they understand it. And then we'll get them out on the field, you know? So, um, this was kind of like a, like a passion project to me, you know what I mean? And what I love about it is like, I can communicate with people that are all over. Like I thought it would just be us, but now it's like all over the world. I can communicate Mm -hmm. with people and I can learn from them and like, Oh, you had this issue over here. Well, let's put that in the platform. So other guys can learn from like your mistakes and their employees, you know, can learn from it. And like you said, you, you as the business owner, you have so many other things going on. Like, I think it's okay for them to be a better tech than you. You know what I mean? Like oh yeah, guys be the best out on the field so you can like run your business, you know? And so my idea for it was really like, was really that is like, let people um, train their employees. And then I can have a platform where I'm communicating with people, seeing what's going on, seeing what, what's working and what's not. And I can update that. And now you're getting universal, you know, this universal uh, knowledge in the industry uh, across the world that other people can use, you know? So that was kind of my vision for it. Well, why don't we take a look at it? Um, We won't go through everything because Flomies, you got to pay for this if you want to get into it. (laughs) And if if you're listening on, on, uh, you know, any audio streaming service, you're going to want to go to YouTube and take a look because he has this website organized so nicely. And a lot of it that it covers is very basic because it is meant to help someone with zero window cleaning experience learn a lot really fast. And it it just, the way the whole website is organized is just, is just something. So let's go ahead. We're not going to, like I said, we're not going to look at everything, but there's just a few modules that I did definitely want to check out. So um, I'm going to share the screen here for us. So here's, here's the website where it has the modules. This is the portion. And um, I, I mean, like I said, so it's got window cleaning, water fed pole, post construction, pole work, ladder work, fall protection, squeegees, safety instruction, vehicle safety. These are all different sections that people can read through. So let's let's go into window cleaning, for instance. So um, here in this module, again, a lot of this is very basic. Um, you know, it talks about the panes, what a dual pane is, what the sash is on there, the components. You can see all the different little uh, um, uh, figures that that uh, 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 new people can look at to kind of learn the basic terms. But the one that I really appreciated because this seems to be the thing that comes up the most with with new techs, and that's screens. There are so many different kinds of screens, and a lot of times people don't even think about it. First off, I love this particular figure right here. This with the uh, the uh, the pressures. You know, you want to put the pressures on the corners, not in the middle. Oh my gosh, how many times have yeah, we had new techs? Right? It's just so unnecessary. Screen. It's like, dude, you can you can put a little pressure. You like, <laughs> yes, you know, so frustrating. And then you have it broken down. You know, there's some that just will have uh, springs with the little tabs on the bottom. Others will have tab pull tabs that you got to do. Others will have flick tabs. Um, the one that I love because 
this, this and at least in my area, these are very rare, but we do have them. Yeah. Are the hanging screens. Mm-hmm. And I've had techs sit there like for 20 minutes trying to figure <laughs> out how to take the screen off. Yeah. And I have to walk over and show them, no, it's a hanging yeah. screen. It's really easy to pop it off, you know? Yeah. But I think what the value of this for a new guy is it just right away, it, it informs them of things that like we may not come on to until maybe like two months of them working with us. Right. And then exactly. all of a sudden you've got this spring that our screen that they've never seen. Yeah. And, you know, now they're, now they're stumped. Now at least they've had an exposure. Now they, will they remember yeah. on how to, to deal with it? Probably not, but at least now they know to identify, Hey, this yeah. is one of those screens that we learned in the mod, the learning module that mm-hmm. we got into. Yeah. I love it. Um, so how much work came into this particular module here? Um, so like right now I'm like a lot faster at building them. Like I, you know, the, honestly, the safety stuff is like, what's probably the hardest to go through because the content is like, I really wanted to make sure that I had that figured out, you know, um, there's, you know, but the window cleaning stuff I know. So it's really just like getting a layout and then breaking down, like, okay, here's the designs I want to do. And I, I taught myself graphic design. That was always something I did every winter. Like I get all my marketing lined up and stuff. And I found that it was like, it's kind of hard to, um, like get people involved and then you're like emailing back and forth and it doesn't look quite right. So it's like, oh, I should learn some like design work to like help my, you know, help my marketing and stuff like that. And so I got really into that. Um, and so now my designs have gotten a lot faster. And the cool thing about like the stuff that I use is like, I can take like different pieces. Like if I make a screen, I can put it on different types of windows, you know? And so yes. my, my stuff has gotten a lot faster as I developed like a huge portfolio of like different designs and water fed pools and stuff. And I yes. can create the exact like situation that I want to like show up on, you know? And then mm-hmm. my last, like probably year of business, I wear GoPro almost every day. So I have a ton of footage that I'm like this, this whole site right now is kind of my minimum viable product. I've got um a lot more stuff coming out that's going to be great and more modules and stuff like that so um yeah well now i right now i'm in the section on the water fed pole uh Mm -hmm. work and this also i just i just love what water using a water fed pole is one of those that i think sometimes we we speed new people in because the actual cleaning is not super complicated right but you do a good job of really breaking down what are all the different aspects of that from the filtration process, you know, what TDS is, uh, how to measure that. And then, you know, all the different components of, of water fed work. But what I love is when you talk about the jets there, you explain the different types of glass, hydrophilic, hydrophobic. Yeah. Um, also just the, you, you show how to do it, get the edges up and down side to side swirling uh, and then the final rinse. And mm-hmm. I think, that's the part. Sometimes our, our new guys come up and you'll show them and you'll and you'll do it properly. But then once they do it, they might do it right the first couple of times. And then pretty yeah. soon, you know, the 10th yeah. window, they're just scrubbing and then rinsing and going on to the next one. Exactly. And it, and it's like there a lot of people just think it's like hosing down the window. I heard that so many times. I was the last mm-hmm. guy hosed down my window. Right. It's like, there's a technique to this. You know, obviously there's safety <laughs> concerns that I go over in here too, but there's like there's a technique to this to getting it right, you know, and and then troubleshooting and doing different stuff and going back and checking your work before you finish. You know, I've had guys like they finished 30 windows and it looks like crap and they never went back to go look at like, you know, five windows prior. And it's like, man, if you just made an effort to go look like, you know, and so those, all those things are in here, you know, to, to make sure that people, you know, kind of understand that and are getting it. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. They're, you know, I really tried to break things down as much as I could. So that way I was like, they kind of understand, like, they're not just told like, Hey, you got to rinse this good. They understand like, Hey, if you don't rinse it good, here's probably what's going to happen. You know, you got to make sure that you're, you know, you're, you're doing your training and you kind of understand like the backstory of why we actually do things, you know? And I think that's what comes down to that experience where like you can get people all that knowledge at once, you know? And I mean, these things like, I wouldn't recommend like putting an employee down and like go through all this all at once. You know, I think it's like a, Hey, let's focus on safety and the basics of window cleaning. And then like, and then some field training. Right. And then you go back in and you jump into something else. And like, you could even have them like blow through this, go out on the field and then come back to it slowly after they've seen some stuff, you know, after they see it set up and stuff. So yeah, there's a lot of, um, a lot of ways that you could use this, you know, and I have a download section and it's got like a training layout and, and that was for like people that wanted to kind of break in all the training. So it's like, okay, you're going to sit down on the computer. You're going to go through this and you're going to go through this. And then you'll go out and field training and like kind of breaking down the pay, like on that, you know? So, okay, you're going to start at 18 bucks an hour or whatever, go through this. And then as you understand these modules and then you have your field training and your pat, like you can clean a window yourself, you know, okay, let's bump you up to the next section, you know? Cause like the, this, the vehicle safety, when I have one on vehicle safety, but it's like, if they're not driving, then like, you may not want to spend money putting them through that exactly. module you know what I mean? And it's like, put them, put them through what's important to you and, and get them, you know, trained up and get them on the field, making you money and then kind of develop your, your systems from there, you know? Yeah. Now I'm in the, se- I'm in the section for squeegees. And I, I, what I really appreciate about this, well, you know, when it, it talks all the basics on squeegees, the different types of rubbers, you know, what the channel is and all that, but you have a part here where you talk about the problems with it. So mm-hmm. that sometimes your channel can get damaged and you might have a bent channel and it has a little image of a squeegee coming down. There's a big old gap, you know, in the middle. And that's, that tells you that your channel is bent and now all the, not all the rubber is hitting the glass. And then also uh, if you get a little nick in your rubber, what might you might see? And I think that's very valuable for a new person because I know when they're just starting to learn how to fan, a lot of times they're thinking, oh, I'm just not doing this right. Yeah. What am I, what am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> and and uh, so this really helps them to see that, no, this is not, this may not just be you, <laughs> you know, no doubt you have things you got to learn, but this is actually a, most likely a problem with the actual squeegee. And then they can come and talk to you and work out the problem, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, so that way they're not, they're not wasting time. Uh, oh, oh, also, I love this part here. This is the different problems with inserting your rubber in the channel, because this does happen with our new guys, you know, cause they don't know, they're just learning yeah. and, and they may do the first one, right. And then you assume they got it. And then pretty soon they got issues. They got overstretched. They got it compressed, uh, over compressed, you know, you get a little kind of bulging there. Um, and then you explain the different motions, the straight pulls, the fanning. Um, and then just, you know, I, I just really, really impressed with the website and, it just, I, as I was looking through the different modules, I was just like, man, this totally would save so much time, you know, to be able yeah. to, to have it all in one little place. Like mm-hmm. you said, not dump it all on them at once and just have right. them yeah. watch it f- through one whole day. And then now, okay, now you're a window cleaner, but yeah. watch one part, get them in the field, mm-hmm. have them watch another one get them in the field again. And then as they watch them, maybe little things are going to start kind of little puzzle pieces are, are fitting together now as, yeah. they, as they're getting it and, yeah. and problems that they may have seen in the field. Now they're figuring out as they, they read the modules, 
Mm-hmm. Oh, this is what the problem is. This is what I'm having issues with, you know, so to, just to kind of get those, those early bumps out of the way so that they can continue to progress and become a, a, a skilled tech. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned this earlier, but just like, if you want to show them what a casement window is like, you may not be on a job like that, or they may not be on a job like that for a little while, you know? Mm-hmm. And so having something like this kind of puts it in front of them before they see it where they like, said so they may not remember it, but it could be one of those things where it's like, you know, they do. And it's like, Oh yeah, I remember the cranks on this or whatever, you know, and having that. And then it's like, this, this was kind of my, my first, you know, my MVP, my minimum viable product. And it's like putting it out there. I've gotten a great response back. I actually like, I, I've gotten less response than I thought. Like guys are like, this is awesome. And that's pretty much all they give me. And they're like, Oh, this will be great for, well, I'm like, give me something back that like, let's, let's make it better. You know what I mean? Tell me what it's missing and stuff. And I have, I'm not like, Oh, I guess I'm bragging a little bit, but it's one of those things where it's like, <laughs> I spent a lot of time on it, you know, to get the right stuff out there. And so it's like, I want feedback. I want guys to tell me, you know what I mean? Their thoughts on it and like how we can make it better as like a community and, and get better trucks on the field and, um, you know, the goal is like, have you focusing on stuff as the business owner, you know, where you're not the, you're not the best tech on the field. Maybe you're the worst cause you haven't done all the modules, but your guys have, you know, and so they know that stuff. And then it's like, I, I can update it from here. And I have a lot of, um, like I'm working on module for, um, solar panel cleaning right now and pressure washing. I don't know when those will come out. I've got some new videos, uh, I'm hoping to come out this month. So I'm always working on things. Lots of new safety meetings will be coming out. That was another page that was on there. Is like, yeah, I, I saw that too. That was you great. Know? And it's like, back to my point earlier that like, if you have a job, you know, next week that focuses, or it's going to be hot, right? You like there's safety meetings for heat. So like, let's go over that. Or if it's going to be cold, you go over a cold one. We have lift stuff on there. We have pressure washing, safety meetings, um, just all this stuff. And like, I said, it, it, it's in front of you when you need it. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's in my goal was keep it, you know, at a price point where people like, if they have the one, the one employee, like it's worth it for them. I think at this price point and like, as they grow, they'll become kind of more dependent on it, you know? And so it's like, if I can help someone grow from one employee to two to three to four, then it's like, I feel like I've done my job, you know, and, and hopefully give them more time at home and more time with their family and, and to be kind of, you know, work on their business instead of in it necessarily. So yeah, absolutely. Very good. Well, we're just about out of time, but uh, is there, are there some tips that you can give to the flow meets on just training in general Uh, things that maybe you've, as you've kind of gone through this whole process of forming this website, little things that maybe people miss or, or forget or don't do that can just give them headaches that otherwise they might be able to avoid. Um, I think like from what I've learned probably over the years is just like that repetition of training, like training isn't like a one-time thing. Like in my new job now, like we train constantly for like the what ifs, you know, and it's like, it's easy to get complacent, you know, like if you do a lot of lift work, it's like, oh, well, I do this all the time. So I don't need to like go to the training, but it's like that, well, that's when you get complacent. And then if you don't do it a lot of time, you forget it. Right. So it's like, either way, I think just going over those things like constantly just putting it in front of your guys. So it's like, they have, you know, just a safety, like focus, like they roll up to the job and like, as a business owner, I I realize I look like, I think like that all the time, but like your employees probably don't like, they're not paying that workers comp bill. I mean, obviously it's in everyone's best interest not to get hurt, but like to, to push like a safety focus and and like, uh, you know, they're just going to look at things differently. So I think, um, repetition for sure is just putting stuff out in front of people regularly, even if it's like 
a one or two minute meeting, you know, at the beginning of every day, like go over your jobs and then go over like, how can we be safer? How can we be better and be more efficient? You know, let's look at that as a company and like get feedback and stuff like that. So yeah, I think that's it. Excellent. I think that's smart too, because um, employees, they're, they're smart. And if you're a boss and you are continually saying the same thing over and over again, mm-hmm. that sends the message, hey, this is important to me. Yeah. If I'm telling you after you already know, yeah, and, and yeah. I'm still telling you, what yeah. I'm saying is this is really important. And yeah. nothing will make an employee feel dumber than doing the thing that the boss says every single day not to yeah. do, right? Yeah. So if they just mess up once and mm-hmm. you're like, what have I been telling you every single day or every single week or whatever, every meeting I've repeated over and over and you did it, you know, now they're going to be like, Oh, I'm never doing that again. Because, <laughs> exactly. you know, so I, I really, that's what I try to do. And it's hard because as a boss, you know, you don't want to feel like a nag, you know, and, yeah. and I you know. Also, yeah. You want to be liked by trust, everyone. Yeah. yeah you, you want to trust your workers. Yeah. But at the same time, that's also part of your job. I mean, that's yeah. management really is reminders, is. you know, yeah. so. Yeah, that's good advice is just being consistent and being uh, making sure that you're continually putting that thought in their mind, whether it's safety, whether it's efficiency, whether whatever it may be, um, that the repetition definitely reinforces that. So awesome, man. Well, thank you. That was a great tip. And Jake, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Um, I follow me. Again, the website is learntocleanwindows.com. Just uh, all one word there mushed together behind the dot com. And uh, check it out. It really, it's, it is, if you're an employer and you have techs, this is definitely something that you want to look at. It's going to bring value to your business. Um, thanks again. Thank you, Fomies, for listening. And uh, Jake, I hope I wish you well, and I wish you continued success in, in your uh, entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. All right, Fomies, you have a great weekend. Thanks so much. And as always, flow on. <laughs>